welcome to Authentically You podcast, the podcast that dives deep into a transformative journey of self-discovery, self-acceptance, and self-expression. I'm your host, Kirsty Hankin, and I'm here to guide you on a path towards embracing your true, unapologetic, authentic self. In this podcast, we'll embark on a quest to uncover the secrets to breaking free from societal expectations, shredding the masks we wear, and stepping into our own power. Each episode will explore the questions and challenges that our listeners face on their personal journeys, providing practical insights and heartfelt advice. But it doesn't stop there. Authentically You podcast goes beyond just answering your questions. We're here to introduce you to a diverse lineup of incredibly knowledgeable professionals who will share their expertise, wisdom, and experiences. We'll bring you thought-provoking interviews that will inspire and empower you. This is Authentically You podcast, unleashing life on your own terms. I'm Kirsty Hankin, and together, let's unlock the power within and live life authentically. Remember, you are not alone on this journey. We're in this together. Hello, and welcome to Authentic Be You. Thank you so much for being here, and I know that you're going to get some good gold nuggets from today's episode. Our guest today has worked her whole career in male-dominated tech, but was also creative and enjoyed marketing and business management. After having a baby, she decided to start her own business, and after some soul-searching, realized that marketing was what she always loved and enjoyed, and coaching was the answer to how she could help and guide people as a job. Through following breadcrumbs of intuition, her gifts and opportunities coming her way, she ended up where she is today. This involved a lot of spiritual work and learning more about her spiritual gifts and how it helped her uncover people's blocks and resistances within their businesses. In her journey, she's learned to attract the right people, not to leak energy by trying to be someone else or fitting in a box and create deeper connections with people. Welcome to the show, Julia. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to hear your journey and where you've where you started and where you've come to now. Let's start. Let's tell us about your self discovery journey into becoming authentically you. Oh goodness! <laughs> <It's a laughs> journey, isn't it? Um, okay, let's see. Well, let's start from the beginning. Um, yeah. I'm in Australia now. I've been here since 2000 so it's been quite a while I've been here more than I have been in my home country which is called Estonia it's um, near Finland over in Mm -hmm. Europe so that's where I grew up for most of my childhood and then we moved to Australia my mom and my sister we we together moved to Australia to start a new life and um, I guess that's kind of where my story begins in relation to my self-discovery um, as a as a child, I've always been very creative. I always love to draw. I love to do crafts. And I really thought my career would take me somewhere down that path, something uh, along the sides of uh, drawing, animation, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, as I was going through school here, I was really looking forward to going in that direction. But life took me in a completely different one. <laughs> um, my stepfather owned a tech company at the time. And um, he was looking for a new staff member, a trainee, well, in Australia, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, they all might call it traineeships or apprenticeships. Apprenticeships, yeah. I think over in the US, it's more like internship, but yes. um, mm-hmm. kind of all the same thing. Um, basically a gig where you get paid to work, but also you get the training and you get the education and the qualifications and all of that. So um, I obviously didn't want to do it. I had so low confidence in that realm and yeah absolutely nothing about business office administration anything like that Um, and also for a bit of context I didn't even know how to use a computer (laughs) I was uh, uh, in in my later years in school we had computer classes and I always struggled I didn't know how to turn the bloody thing on 
Um, yeah. It also didn't help that here in Australia, they like to use Apple computers, but whatever experience, very minimal experience I did have was on the PC. Yeah. And over in Estonia, we didn't have internet back then. We had one computer and I knew you had to play solitaire on it. That's about <laughs> it. Um, yeah. So it, it was a different world to me. I didn't even know why they would even ask me. I had absolutely no experience or even desire to do it. Yeah. But being as they were and my mum being very um driven to set her children up for success in, in something. Mm-hmm. So she convinced me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it a go. So I left school. Um, I had all the intentions to finish year 12, but I left after I finished year 10 to start my traineeship. And that was uh, a big and quick journey in learning everything about everything. Yeah, I learned how to use computers. I became very quickly the go-to person in the office to go and p- uh, fix all the printers, any apps <laughs> or anything on the computers that weren't working. Wow. Yeah. Um, like uh, growing up, me and my sister always like to tinker with things like, yeah. the, you know, the predecessors to PlayStation, that sort of thing. We always like tinkering, fixing um, cassette players and all those things. Yeah. Um, I used to love playing with like Meccano sets and all the tech stuff. And now looking back, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. But back in the earlier days, I thought I was very technically challenged. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it was a quick, quick sort of um, learning curve, uh, which I realized came really easily to me. Um, I didn't really expect that. So I didn't struggle at all with the process of business, business administration, with paperwork. I absolutely loved it. I loved the tech, loved tinkering with things, loved um, organizing and planning and uh, putting systems together, that sort of stuff. And I very, very quickly, within a couple of years, I really went, climbed up the ladder, took on more responsibilities, bigger mm-hmm. positions. Awesome. Um, with I think within four years, I've um, gone through all, all the way up to diploma in business as well as marketing diploma because I just really discovered this world of self-study. Yeah. And um, I was just learning. I was learning and working, basically learning, implementing at work, learning, implementing that work, which is the great way to do it because Absolutely. you get to- test it out yeah so I tested out all of the different marketing things and um, back then you know it was no social media or anything like that so it was things like tv advertising newspaper advertising so I've tested it all <laughs> basically <laughs> being a small business you don't have a huge budget but when you're creative you can do bits and pieces of what big budgets can do you can do some market research you can do a little bit of radio advertising and things like that so I've really doubled in everything and um yeah, as I was going through, I thought <laughs> that wasn't enough. So I wanted to um, do more marketing, more sales and things like that and started understanding more about tech and the systems that we were uh, selling as a company. And the technology was moving at a rapid pace back then too. So businesses were really investing in the higher end systems. So I wanted to learn more about that. That's how I got more into sales. And yeah. that was kind of one of the the first things that I guess not some, I wouldn't call it a stumbling block, but some of the blocks that I had to overcome in my confidence mm-hmm. um, because I fully knew that I I was able to put together the right solutions for the customers. But when uh, back then, how I would have been very early 20s, maybe, maybe even not that. Yeah. I think I started, yeah, I started about 17 in the mm-hmm. in my career so it was probably like 19 20 21 I started going to see all of these managers and CEOs of companies um, that we were dealing with and I'd be selling them solutions that cost twenty thousand dollars like back then that's a lot yeah. of money Love so that. you can imagine a young girl in a tech industry unheard of coming up to a CEO of a company and say hey, well, this is a great solution for your business. This is what we can do. It's going to cost you 20 grand. And you know what? They listened to me and they signed up. And it was like, it was so easy. I'd have like 80% closure rate on all the sales calls and things like that. It was going great. The company was expanding, started hiring more people. And then obviously industry was also expanding. So more competition. And that's when my confidence pretty much dropped again. Okay. (laughs) When... 
more competition started coming across and obviously I started losing some of the sales because some people would say well we can do it cheaper yeah and it was like okay so maybe I'm not good enough maybe I'm not convincing enough so it was all like why would they listen to me I'm just a young female in in the tech industry so it was I had to work through a lot in there and it was way before I knew anything about mindset or anything like that so it was you can imagine how much stuff goes on in your head and you have Mm -hmm. to work through it when you don't have the tools or the knowledge how to actually approach it and um, basically that sort of went on um, as I you know grew more confident and I learned more about the industry what was happening also as a company was expanding, we would hire more people and some of the engineers that we would hire, they would be way older than I am and way more experienced in the industry in terms of the years in the industry. But what I found because of all my learnings and dabbling in all of the different areas, I had actually a very good overall view of what was happening. And that was like that still to this day is one of my strongest points as a person working in this industry so um as as that was happening I was (laughs) trying to lay the law down to all of those men that no this is how we do it now the technology has moved in this direction this is what we're gonna do and they there would be so much resistance because who's this chick who is so young yeah so like very few years experience in the industry telling me how to do my job pretty much yeah yet it was my job to manage them so I had to tell them <laughs> so it was a lot of working out how to like how to navigate that how to earn the respect and show them that I do have the knowledge and that at the end of the day I value their opinion but what I say goes because the company is moving in a certain direction so we have to move with the times otherwise we'll stick behind and had had we not you know as a company done that the company probably wouldn't even exist anymore because technology has moved so much in the yeah. past 20 years. I've been in that industry for 21 years now. So yeah, that's yeah. even when I walk into the jobs now, because I still do that sort of work, uh, people will look at me and then when they find out how long I've been in the industry, like they can't believe it. Yeah. It just <laughs> people don't stay in the industry for that long. But, um, Yeah, that's kind of how like navigating you know, the self-doubt establishing your name in the industry and trying to show people that you do actually know things and I was doing more and more of that I then decided that I wanted to learn more about the actual technical side of things so I could go out and do the work so I did that yeah wow but I did and um just as well because then we had trouble with um our engineers like a lot of turnover with with the people like more competition everyone started moving around different companies and we really needed more consistency as a company so that we could keep going while we were yeah. waiting for new people to be recruited. So yeah, that was that was great and I loved it and I still do it. Yeah. So um it's like I really, really enjoy that sort of work. It's it's challenging, but I also have been doing it for so long. And because I've been in all the different roles in like sales, project management, um, I don't know, are you aware of um NBN broadband in Australia? No. It's oh yeah, I have it. No, I have heard of that. Yes, yes. The the government um national broadband rollout where they have upgraded everyone to super fast internet. So I was involved a lot in training people for that, um, managing the training project for a lot of the techs Australia wide. Wow. Yeah. Um, because as I was doing more and more technical work, I also decided, well, why not? get a teaching degree so that I can teach it as well at the college so I did <laughs> that not? and I've been doing a lot of training um what, what we call post-trade so it's not like at school or university it's more um like private training companies it's yep, still yep. national qualifications but they're like private courses mm-hmm. so we did a lot of that uh, we had a sister training company then for, for a few years so yeah it's it's just been like one thing piling on top of another and as I learned more I became more confident and then I knew the right things to say to people so that whenever they would see me and they would have doubts or they would make a comment it's like oh are you an apprentice I'm like no this is my apprentice <laughs> the one standing next to me um so yeah it's just like knowing the right things to say if um like a uh, another person or like a uh, 
person on site or someone I'm working with or like some sort of a colleague would make some sort of a remark I'm like I've got enough confidence for 10 of us now because I've done it for so long I know all of the different parts of the network of the industry I've been involved in just about every one of them and um, that's that's actually what's missing in people's lives at the moment the ones that actually get this work done for them because they've got no idea what's going on. You've got 10 different people coming up to do one sort of a connection for them and they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's wrong when things go wrong. They don't know who's coming next to do what. And then I walk in and they're like, can you explain to me what's happening? And I put it all into this clarity perspective and explain to them all the different parts. They're like, why couldn't anyone else tell me that? I'm like, because they don't know. They just know their beard. Yeah. I've been doing this for so long. I just, I just know. Yeah. And um, that was one of the things back a few years, a few years ago when I would talk to people and I would give them like free advice and clarity and, and things like that over the phone. And I always be thinking to myself, geez, if I could monetize that, that would be awesome. Like yeah. if I would, if I could monetize a, a service where I just guide people to like, to, to make decisions to figure out what they need or how they need need things to work that would be amazing but i've never found a way to monetize it for that business and um fast forward a few years and we decided to start a family with my husband and i had a baby and my full intention was to have six months off come back to work and yeah. everything went back to normal but anyone, like any of the listeners, if they have children, they <laughs> they know that whatever you think is going to happen is not what actually happens. Yep. So when I came back from maternity leave, like I, I love working. It's not like I I didn't want to come back to work, but things just didn't work the same way. The, the routine was different. The time schedules were different. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my work requires actually, uh, well, that business requires traveling a lot. And I travel you know, six hours a day. So um, all of a sudden I couldn't leave early and I couldn't come home late because there was a baby to look after. I had to yep. feed him. I, I had to pump milk on the go in the car. I had a great setup there. I had my cooler, <laughs> uh, cooler bags. I had my charges and everything. I had everything like so discreet so I could drive and do stuff. You know, <laughs> when you're in golf six hours, you kind of make it your home. Yeah. Um. So I did all that and I thought, this, this is just, I mean, I'll, it, it was my choice to do it and I'll keep doing it as long as I need to, but there's got to be a better way. Yeah. So um, about maybe three, three, four months after I came back from maternity leave, I just got one of those ideas pop in my head um, to start my own business. And I never, all the way up to then, I knew what it's like to to run a business because I've been managing and running it for so long. Um, my stepfather pretty much retired many years ago or semi-retired. I pretty yeah. much ran the company and he just came in and out, did a bit this, did a bit that. So I've been running it for many years. Like I wasn't oblivious to what it's like to to have a business, all the different challenges that come with it, decisions and all of that. And I never really wanted one of my own, but I just got this idea to start my own business some reason I knew it was the right thing for me to do mm-hmm. and I just did so I went registered in the name registered the web domain and I originally thought I would be a virtual assistant because I knew how to do all the admin project planning and all of that I thought it was a great idea and then as I started looking more into it it's like everyone was a virtual assistant <laughs> yeah and uh and I signed up for a few business courses and that's when my um business development thing started I've discovered this world of help because up until this point I didn't even realize there was a coaching industry mm-hmm. so I was like wow all this help available and I already know all of these but there's so much more I can learn and different perspectives different ways of doing things and the mentors to sort of help you along the way I'm like this is amazing so I started doing all of that and then I thought, well, this virtual assistant thing just doesn't feel right. Like I don't want Mm -hmm. to just do a task for someone. I want to help someone like I do with with the other business, but even a bigger impact where 
it like my work actually makes big difference to the business it's more like um help like advice and help and taking over projects because I've been running businesses for so many years <laughs> I was no longer used to just doing a task I was used to taking over a project and working on the project yeah and um and like I've done that for other companies as well as like subcontractors through the company like that those NBN projects sort of national training arrangements mm-hmm. like that with big projects and um yeah just like to have some ownership of the work that I do. And um, after talking to some mentors and they said, well, just get on the phone and start talking to people. I'm like, well, that's a silly advice, but okay, <laughs> I'll do it. So I start, I said um, in some Facebook groups, okay, who wants a free call to talk about um, business funnels and things like that? Because that was something I was really interested in at the time because I discovered yeah. this whole automation world. And um, I got on the phones and every single one of them were asking exactly the same questions, nothing to do with funnels. It was more like about business, getting clear on certain things, bringing in the clients and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, well, this is really how you go about it and help them through that sort of uh, getting clarity and getting their head around different things. And afterwards, as in like in retrospect, I was sitting there and thinking about it. I'm like, those were coaching calls. Yeah. They weren't just conversations. Those were coaching calls. And if I can do that forever, I would love to do that forever. And I realized that this is pretty much what I've been helping people in my other business when I was giving free advice on the phone, but aimed more at business management and growing the business rather than the tech side of things. And um, that really was what I do and I could monetize it I'm like this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) and and as I was doing more of these things I was really getting burnt out like my son um wasn't even he wasn't even one yet and uh I obviously had a full-time demanding career running a business I was trying to get a new business off the ground and Mm -hmm. like I can't do this forever like I'm doing something every night like I've got absolutely no time with my husband like some like something's gonna happen but I'm not willing to give up on any part of my life at the moment and something did happen (laughs) to set that straight I got notified that I would be losing my job Mm -hmm. so my stepfather said he really wants to fully retire so he's closing the business down and then a few days later, he sent me another message. He says, well, do you want to take over the business? So we've come up with an arrangement to buy out his business from him. No one thought I would do it. And in my mind, I'm like, this is the answer. Like you, things couldn't have worked out any more perfectly. I have my own flexible hours now. I still have my job. I have full um decision over like what direction I go in how many hours I do how many hours are split between the two businesses I don't have to work nights I can do things during the day I can like bundle things whichever way I want I can have time off I can stay home with my son when he's sick I don't have to explain anything to anyone like this was amazing so that (laughs) happened so I started a business and took over another business all in one year (laughs) while my son was one years old and um pretty much well, I want to say the rest is history, but there was a lot of self-growth in that time. There was a lot of coaching. There was a lot of mindset. I've started, um, I've discovered the world of manifestation and all the brain work in, in the past few years. So it it was really something I've been fascinated with, learning, experimenting with, trialing out and really doing like this self-development, self-growth. And there was a lot of um, self-doubts as well with the businesses the existing business the tech business I know backwards like it it runs itself I don't have to do anything apart from show up and do the work this new business is like who am I to start a new business you know (laughs) um who am I to go into a new industry even though I've been running business and doing marketing for 20 21 years I'm new to this because I'm new to the online world even though the business I have run before we're a mixture of both so it was always um something coming up. It's like, mm. what if 
you're just dreaming what if this is not for you <laughs> why can't you be happy with what you got you know all of the things yeah. that um, our brains come up with and there was a lot of that to overcome and um that's when I started also investing in in coaches myself and that was amazing because over the years I didn't even know what I was missing when I didn't have mentors and support like oh, mm-hmm. in, in the sense I did have a mentor being my stepdad who was the boss but it, it was like it was family so it's very different from an outside perspective yeah. mm-hmm. um, because both of you are really close to the problem and I just remember for years and years I always thought if if there was like some sort of a mentor that could guide me because you hear people talk about I had this mentor and they really set me on my path and so on and so forth. I'm like, where do they get these people? <laughs> like, <laughs> where are they? <laughs> and it was just like at times it was a struggle because you kind of try to figure out a problem through your own brain and you just you just don't see what you don't see. You just yeah. don't understand things. And um and then uh, like when I started this business, the the new business, the marketing coaching business. Um, I obviously got into the coaching world myself, helping other people, and I got mentors myself. And the first few months with my mentors, it was just all mindset. I'm like, this is amazing. Why? Why didn't I have this before? Like, it just makes it so much easier to get out of your own head, have someone give you perspective. You wonder about, you know, your pricing and whatever. And they say, well, who's to say they won't pay that like how much have you paid for something versus someone else like all of these things mentors are gold (laughs) good mentors are gold and um of course you can go by without them but it just I've done both (laughs) and I know it was so much more struggle and slower things slower growth and just stress like it's really just stress you sort of harbor it when you have someone else you know tell you that it doesn't have to be that way like no. you will get past it you know a lot of people go through it it's it's like that thing where you think you're the only one struggling in something and they say no this is very normal and then you're like oh okay because back in the in the past I thought well you can't share this information with anyone it's very private because if they know you they'll think you are a fraud and and now it's like I tell you all the things you tell me that my brain is just playing tricks on me and they're like <laughs> yeah, it's playing tricks on me like awesome <laughs> um so it was uh, like the last couple of years well in business the last couple of years in personal growth the last four years have just been like from here to here in just the short period of time was just it was just amazing but um yeah that's it, it really like going through life just navigating challenges and self confidence and just blazing a path for yourself um Mm. if you have people there that can help you along the way that can cheer for you that can see your gifts and help you encourage you rather than say no that's not going to work and really trample all over your confidence and give you a lot of self-doubt that that's really what makes the process so much so much easier and so much quicker yeah i agree with that there's there's coaches but there's coaches for everyone so there's coaches for people that want to be you know told exactly what to do there's coaches that'll guide you there's coaches that'll be nice and friendly and account but keep you accountable there's coaches out there that'll swear at you if you need to be sworn at you just Mm -hmm. need to find the right person for you and they'll be out there there's plenty of us isn't there (laughs) yeah i know it's um like when I first discovered the coaching world, I sort of thought, well, there's health coach, like fitness or whatever, or, you know, swimming, those kinds of things. And then there is a business coach. And then there's confidence coach. There is something else coach. There's even, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, it, it was IVF support coach. So mm-hmm. person who's not doing IVF or any sort of medical training, they just support women going through that period of time. And people sign up for that because it does help. Like, I mean, minimizing stress is already half the battle won. So if you can invest a bit of money and help you navigate that, why not? Yeah, Yeah, there's, I don't even know how many different different types of coaching that I've discovered, but they all have their own flavor. Um, It it was actually um, one of the ladies from my mastermind. She is an astrologer 
and she she did like um that that's another like thing that helped me lean a little bit more into my gifts um she she did like an audit for me based on my birth chart looking at my socials and things like that pointing out to me where where I can speak up where I can take things a lot deeper because I'm a Gemini and Mercury is my sign so that's very like knowledge driven sign yeah. uh, which I which I always knew obviously but putting it into business perspective it was more like you can lean into that more you don't have to be like very um, airy and um surface level like you can actually it, it's more authentic for you to go deep with your information than mm-hmm. be very surface level and just um I don't know inspiration quote for today you know yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing and and sort of lean more into other sides of things and like this makes so much sense like it's how I feel but now it's almost like permission given yes for me yes. to express it in that way yes. so that was that was eye-opening as well it's just all these little bits and pieces you kind of gather from everywhere yeah. and put it into really put it into your unique flavor because there's so many people online these days and even everywhere like market is saturated everywhere so yeah. how are you going to stand out like I mean there's 10 different supermarkets in town 10 different petrol stations but people still go to all of them so yeah yeah exactly I like the fact that you said, you know, because that's what hit me one day. I was talking to someone about my, what was it, my blueprint, my hmm, human design blueprint. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sorry, that just came into mind. And she was just saying, do you think you, you're this sort of person and you do this? And, and, and I was like, oh, yes. And she, you need to do this and you need to do that. I was just like, oh my gosh, it just gave me permission mm-hmm. to go yeah. oh my gosh yes 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 oh my gosh yes okay I'm gonna amplify that now now that I've sort of got permission mm-hmm. to that is who I am let's go and it's yeah. crazy that we need that sort of permission but sometimes we just it, I think it's just because there's so much noise online you yes. you think oh mm-hmm. well they're successful and people like them for what you like in them so if you want to be liked in that same way you kind of do things this way and also um I don't know if there's a like a scientific or a medical term for it but you know when you're in a group of people and you spend a lot of time with them you kind of all start sounding the same yes you start using the same words and stuff so I think it's a little bit of that too um you see certain people you follow a lot and you just by osmosis kind of absorb what they say and you kind of start regurgitating the same thing without even thinking so I think there's a little bit of that as well. And then deep down, you know, you know, your essence, you know, like your unique flavor, but you just can't sort of pinpoint it down. There's like no clarity in You sort of need a little bit of tunnel vision in it. Yeah. And when you start looking at things like that, either someone get it out of your head, like a coach or with its human design or some of those other um, Myers breaks and, you know, those kinds of things. And astrology or whatever else like personality tests like when you when you kind of pinpointed and you're like yes this is a word that describes what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or how I want to sound and it kind of just helps you channel it out so that you present yourself that way but it's a journey to get there because there's just so much (laughs) happening like we're just exposed to so much and that's why a lot of coaches actually tell clients um obviously in more of a business world they tell their clients to just go on a detox from social media so that you really can tune into yourself how you want to sound so you don't absorb everyone else's messages uh, topics and all of that you really just listen to your own intuition and um, whether it's you know like through human design how you respond to things or if you if you've got like spiritual gifts you might have some sort of downloads and that sort of stuff because I've had variety of things happen to me over the years like you know the divine downloads the the intuition the the human design things where I'm a generator so you know responding to things and sort of waiting for things and listening to the gut and you know all of those things so yeah it's it's a it's a journey but then again (laughs) wouldn't be boring if we knew all the answers oh exactly exactly I was just thinking that 
you sort of need to do a little bit of self-discovery and mm. before you venture in, ideally, it never goes this way, but before you venture into starting a business or doing some sort of change in your life so that you're confident within yourself mm. to, to have that clarity of who you are, who you truly are so that you make the right decisions for you yourself or you go in the yeah. right directions. But it never works that way. It's usually the other way around, isn't it? That's what happened to me. It's what happened to you. You just get into mm-hmm. it and then you... Yeah, then you, you jump in the corner. Yeah. But, but it it is a little bit what you just said. Um, One of the consistent threads in my career and just jumping in the deep waters and swimming has always been um when I approach something new, whether it's doing a new technical sort of a task or being in front of a class teaching a subject for the first time or getting on the Zoom call for the first time, it was always that this is my first time or I'm not very experienced at it. <laughs> you're sort of sweating, cold sweat. <laughs> but at the same time, you're kind of like, you're calm within within yourself, like your core, and, and it's this knowing that I've done new things many times before and I've always worked it out. I have enough knowledge to figure out things. And if I don't know it, it's okay to not know anything. Well, not anything. It's okay to not know everything straight away because you can figure it out as you go or you can go back and research it. Especially when I was doing training in front of, you know, a room full of blokes who have been in this industry for many years, but they might be learning a new skill or whatever. Um, I would walk in there and it's like, they probably have a lot more experience in one particular thing than I do, but they're here to learn something from me. And mm-hmm. it's okay if I don't have every single answer for every single scenario because no one does, but it's okay for me to go back and make a phone call and find out and then tell oh, them. That is a great, great it's, yeah. mindset, great state that you 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 put yourself into in that situation or mm-hmm. any sort of situation with where there's that's brilliant and and every time something like that happens whether you don't have the answers or or you walk in and you do have all the answers things always work out like you might be nervous beforehand but then you sort of calm yourself down and have faith that whatever information you need out of your brain it will come out of the brain when you need it and you just go in and do your thing and it always works out I don't think I've ever had a class a job or whatever where it was just a disaster fell apart and I just had to walk away like not yeah. once and I've been doing things for 20 years do you if you what would you say to someone that is an overthinker and does get themselves worked up and if a situation came about where they had the opportunity to grow but it means trying to get through the fear of um, this one thing how would you what would you say to help them get through it to start with and to get through it. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely an overthinker. <laughs> so <laughs> I can tell you how I do it. It's really, um, you're really going to shut your your mind off. You're really going to center yourself, calm down, take a deep breath, and just try to clear your mind. Like, um, I'm such an overthinker that I, every night before I have to run a class or whatever, I read through all of the material to load my brain with all the stuff. But then on the day when I'm getting ready to walk in, I just clear my mind and I just know that it's in there and it will come out when it's prompted to. Yeah. And it's just, it's really, um, because when when you're overthinking, when you're stressed, um, your your body goes into this fight or flight, mm. right, which means your brain doesn't get any energy to it it's all your arms and legs trying to you know do all the physical things that you need to to run away because the the primal brain says this is the most important thing when you're in the stress response which means your brain doesn't think so if you want your your brain to do its job and help you in whatever task on whatever you are trying to do you really have to calm your body and distress it and your mind will then do what it needs to do so you just have to have faith that once you calm your body your brain will do what it needs to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And obviously practicing that and doing it as much as possible, then it just becomes part of you, right? Yeah. Then it just start uh, autopilot. Yeah. And you mentioned um, way back at the beginning of your journey where you were, you had some self-doubt, but you still went ahead and did things. 
And I was thinking about the sort of masks that we wear when we are approaching different situations in our life and how they can help us and how they can not help us. So when you are going into a room of full of men, full of tech, you could, if you are getting used to um, the situation and learning how to be that confident person, you could put the confidence mask on and not act, not fake it, but be that confident person walking in and knowing that you're fully knowledgeable, you've got all the answers, and but you're just acting till, like I sort of said before, you do it often enough, often enough that you don't actually have to put that mask on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, you kind of, you, you fumble <laughs> your way through it until it just comes naturally. But yeah, you, you, I mean, I guess it also depends on different personalities. I'm kind of like a stubborn personality so that I'm just going to go in and hold my ground. It's, yep. you know, like you've got your fight, flight, or what, what's the other one? Fight, flight, or freeze. <laughs> yep. So it's it's kind of like I almost hold my ground and ready to fight for my spot. Yeah. And yep. uh, if, if I have to lay down the law and say no, this is how it's happening that's what I do probably it wasn't always the best approach but it kind of um, helped me feel confidence like yeah. obviously wasn't overstepping my position I wasn't bossing people around who if it wasn't my job to boss them around but it like with me it was really just just try and hold your ground yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably also not the best approach but I I tried to throw in a few technical terms to make me sound like I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. So kind of like almost to confuse people. It's like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. That that was my way. It, it probably like it wouldn't be something I would recommend to people, but in in my brain back then I thought, well, if I threw in a few technical terms, it would mean that I actually know something about something and would make them sort of stand back and listen to a little bit more. And yeah. as time went past, you know, it was it was kind of different confidence. It was more like, well, I don't care what you think. This is how it is because yep. I know that's how it is. So you can be on board with that or you cannot be on board with that, but this is how it's happening. So it's different sort of quiet confidence that yeah. you develop after a while. But you gotta really you gotta start somewhere. Like you yeah. just gotta <laughs> you shake in your boots, but stand your ground and do your thing. Yeah, and I love the way you said um, blazing a path for yourself. I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, no one else is going to do it for you, are they? Absolutely. No one's going to do anything for you. It's all down to you. Blazing the path for yourself. I love that. Um, uh, What else was I going to ask you? When you, in your male-dominated field, and I know there's a lot of women that are in fields with dominated by the males is there a way to change the industry to be a little bit more in the feminine than the female going in and having to be in the masculine yeah oh actually yeah that was something I was gonna mention and completely forgot but that's a good thing that um (laughs) you thought about that one (laughs) um yeah so when when I was um in the early days you know talking to engineers and CEOs of companies I always felt I had to be one of the boys so I had to like you know go to the pub afterwards and mingle with all the blokes to you know feel like kind of one of them and um and approaching CEOs kind of being that masculine energy and it wasn't until many many years later it was like just it feels very forced feels Mm. very um not authentic and sort of later in the years I started discovering a little bit more about um you know feminine feminine approaches and um some of the I took some of the courses and um and that was like way in the other direction it was like or very heart-led, very feminine approach to yeah. doing sales and things like that. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So I learned that one. And then I tried to approach 
my sales and things with that I'm like oh this feels wrong as well <laughs> like what's wrong with me <laughs> so like it was way in the other direction so I figured you know what like my personality is very masculine in the way because you know, I like fiddling with things I like fixing things but I'm also very like an emotional person and very caring person so you know why not just combine the two so mm-hmm have empathy because people just um tend to feel very comfortable talking to me about things and opening up to me so I thought well like lean in more into that and um also lean into my logical brain my mathematical brain and and do things like that so still with my work and the way I approach things and how I give people confidence about my ability to do the work but also be empathetic to their needs and really listen to their needs and sort of lean into both things. And that just felt a lot better in terms of how, you know, I was approaching my work. Um, But to answer your question about changing the industry and things like that, it's very difficult to change the industry. (laughs) However, more in the modern days, they actually do already encourage females a lot more to go into male dominated fields And in the industry that I'm in, I've actually been in like companies, newsletters and things like that and got like commendations and things like that for being a female in in the field. So they already like are recognizing a lot of things. When I started, so just for perspective, when I started, I don't think I ever knew any females in the industry doing what I do. Yeah. Um, And then as years went past, I'd see like one or two and then when I started teaching a few years later, there was there were no female students. And as more and more tech rollouts started happening, industry increased, this government rollout with the broadband and all that, I started seeing actually a lot more females coming into the field. I've trained a whole heap of them. Yeah. Um, and I think I think I'm still the only female trainer in this industry. Yeah. The 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 industry is still actually very small and there aren't a lot of trainers who teach these subjects and a lot of them are just about to retire if they haven't retired but um I don't think there's any other females doing what I do there's females doing the tech work that I do but I don't think anyone teaches so it's still there's still um a lot of room for improvement but it's come a very long way because I've seen it how it started when I started when I would walk into the job and people would say, what are you doing here? Well, like, I'm doing the job. Are you? Do you know how to do the job? And they, they would always give me this weird look. And now I walk into the job and they're like, thank God someone's here who's going to be able to fix it. Like, <laughs> three men were here before. <laughs> I have full confidence in you. And usually, you know, I sort it out. If I don't sort it out, I at least can tell them like what's wrong because I can tell like if it's not my part of the things that I'm not by law allowed to touch because it's someone yeah. else's job I, at least I can tell them like this is why it's happening and this is what they need to do to fix it but they're like well thank god you're here <laughs> like yeah yeah so like it's it's a lot more accepted like I don't I don't really get weird looks at all anymore when I walk into the job um in fact it's where before I thought it might have been a disadvantage being a female and a young female in the industry now it's actually an advantage because one, I can do the work just as well as anyone else, if not better. But people remember me as well because there aren't a lot of females doing what I do. And someone will say, Oh, this young lady came to do this and this, and everyone knows who they're talking about because yeah. I'm the only one doing this sort of stuff around here. So I've actually <laughs> built up a name for myself in the industry. A lot of people know me. Yeah. And uh, whenever, because people also move around in the industry a lot and they'll call me up and they're like, we've got this new project. Are you interested? Like people know me. So that's, that has actually worked in my advantage. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Pluses and minuses. And <laughs> in your trainings, are you dropping any sort of feminine things in there for them to go into the industry a little bit more feminine? <laughs> um, well, no. Like governments, um, they've been doing a lot of like encouraging women to be in certain male-dominated positions. Like the, a while back, there was a big campaign to get people into the uh, women into the army mm-hmm. and women into trades, like electricians and all that sort of stuff. 
So they have been a lot of campaigning to get people, women into the industry. So there's already interest. Um, when I get women in my class, I don't really treat them any different. Like I, I just treat everyone in the same way. But <laughs> I think a lot of them can relate a lot more to it, to to like the way that I teach. Because I just remember when I did the last lot of classes, I haven't done any face-to-face classes for a couple of years since I had my son. But when I did a whole heap of classes right at the end of my pregnancy, I would walk into the class with this big belly and <laughs> and everyone would be looking at me and the ladies are there starting to sort of, oh, yeah, you know what? I had my son when I was doing a traineeship or whatever. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can relate. So like they can relate to not so much the female things, but um, the, the things that we have to take on as women. So mm-hmm. raising children and thinking about the household and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I think um, they probably feel more comfortable than in the class yeah. when they like, yeah, no, what you're talking about. Yeah, I just have to duck out at lunchtime to, you know, call daycare and make sure, you know, my child's okay. You know, those kinds of things. So yeah, um, yeah. It's just things like that men don't think about. But yeah, um, yeah. as women, I think there's more and more of that where you become more relatable when you work with women. And in the past, when I would take certain classes or um, do courses online, a lot of them were men delivering the course. Mm-hmm. And now I just notice, or even like listening to podcasts. And so now I notice myself gravitating more towards women because they just talk about things differently. They they explain things in a way that you can relate. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I also like to work with women, especially with other moms, because I understand the challenges of building a business and having a child at home and trying to have the mental load of everything in the household and making sure that no one's forgotten about the swimming classes, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But also, you know, you've got a Zoom call coming up and all of those things so it's just it's not that your information is any different it's just how you talk about it that's more relatable yeah I think you just told the world that you know women are blooming amazing <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and another thing that sort of came across is it's about finding your way which I already know but finding your your own way on how to do things yeah your way don't try and take it from, don't try and copy everyone else. You can have a look at other people's and see if it fits well for you or not, but really go within and see what really works for you. Um, it's so important, isn't it? It is. And we, I think everyone's got that innate ability to do it, but yes. we lose it. Um, when I, when I look at my son, he's just over two years old now, but everything he has learned from the day he was born, I tried to teach him. A lot of these things but he didn't really take to my teachings he always did things his own way he'd mm-hmm. always do things when he's ready he'd always start sleeping through the night when he's ready despite me trying to teach him the routines he'd settle himself in bed when he was ready he started talking repeating words when he was ready and did it his own way so you might guide people you might create an environment for certain things um, certain opportunities obviously you expose people to certain opportunities but ultimately you just find your own way you have a go at things when you feel like the time is right and you take those first steps and it's the same thing in any part of your life now whether it's business personal life relationships whatever you you have that innate ability but you just confused and distracted by everything else that's out there and you just try to repeat what someone else has done without really tuning into yourself and listening to, well, what's right for you? How does it feel for you? Is this the right step for you? Because mm-hmm. regardless, someone else's journey is their journey. Absolutely. And that's where some people get um, a bit lost because they're like, why is it working for them and not me? Why well, I'm doing exactly the same way as they're doing. It's not your way, is it? That's why it's not working. Exactly. That's mm. right. Their way works for them. Your way will work for you. Yeah, so we just got to find it. And what about, tell us a little bit about your gifts. Well, the spiritual gifts, you mean? Yeah. 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 Um, the spirituality, something I've been discovering when I found the world of manifestation a few years ago when I was um, trying to get pregnant with my son, that kind of took me on the this big journey of self-discovery. And um, 
as I learn different things about myself, try to do all the different manifestation techniques. A lot of them have worked, a lot of them haven't. My son is a result <laughs> of me manifesting things. But um, as I've been, um, and the same thing with, you know, the journey and, and doing things your way, um, as I slowed down on, on learning what everyone else is talking about and started really listening to, like, what's what feels right for me, like, what's coming to me, I just started realizing that um, I kind of have the knowing and, um, like, either sort of knowing or hearing things that guide me on the in my direction and different body emotions and like body feelings where um like I might come across something that's very profound um but in particular what what I've discovered was um when when I'd be hearing someone talk like whether it's like a recorded coaching call between people or if I'm talking to someone on the coaching call uh I kind of sense an energy in a certain in a certain area of their life, and as I've been recognizing it more and tuning more into it, that's usually where we need to talk something through to discover certain things. Like on some coaching calls, I've had people really struggling in business where everything always goes wrong. Like not a week goes by that something hasn't some sort of a disaster hasn't happened, and I'm like that doesn't make sense but I sense there's something in your presence where um where you are now like where you live it just isn't right and there's a yes we've been thinking about this and I wasn't sure if I was going to stay here and <laughs> I was going to move and then I wasn't going to move I'm like aha uh -huh. that's why your business isn't working because you don't know if you're going to be here or not yeah um so in um in other areas where you know someone might be talking about something in business and they're like oh but there's like I, I sense this cloud of energy it's like this self-doubt area I'm like well let's dig into that yeah and and then whether it's me coaching someone or whether it's someone else and then they'll uncover it and I'm like aha I knew exactly that's what it was there was like those things that I started discovering in the more recent times so it's something I'm leaning more into and just yeah. trying to figure out how to actually um hone in feeling and how to read people's energies like I think people call it energy reading or something like that I, I really never looked into it because I never knew I, I didn't even know I yeah, had intuition yeah. until recent years yeah so it was yeah just one of those things where like I know I can feel it I can tell I feel it and now that I'm accepting that I can feel it I'm learning like it's just going and coming up more and more and it's just something I try to incorporate when I work with clients as well just to get to the root cause of certain things and really unblock that before we move on to something else because you know people say keep business separate from your personal life but you can't because your energy is still approaching both things so mm -hmm. if if your energy if you're stressed you're gonna be stressed at home you're gonna be stressed at work like you can't just stop being stressed when you leave yeah, and yeah. you come home it just doesn't matter like it doesn't work you really gotta you really got to figure out the underlying issue and then see how you can separate it or how you can overcome it so that it's no longer there. It's, you know, gone and you can move on and do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Awesome. That's such an amazing thing to have to be able to do. That's so cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's it's new to me, so I'm still trying to figure out how how it all comes about and, and what happens there. But it I think it's something that can be very, very useful. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, if anyone was wanting to work with you, um, Julia, how can they work with you? What can you do with them? What office do you have? Let us know everything. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Um, well, I'm a business and marketing coach. And whether it's someone looking to start a new business and they really want to set it up properly from the beginning, they want to not waste time trying different things and things not working, they can um, just get all the foundations in place and get basically hit the ground running. Or whether they already have started, been at it for a little while, but things just aren't clicking and they're not growing like they should, that's who I help. 
um, I help them get clear on who their target market is, who their ideal client is, and more importantly, what they can offer them and to make sure that that something is something your their clients are willing to pay for. That's the most important thing. Nice. So one of my um, new offers that I'm releasing this week is Irresistible Offer Mastery Intensive. And I help people really package their gifts into something that people are willing to pay for and present it in a way where it sells itself rather than spending months or even years trying to sell a service and it's just not selling and you're not knowing why. So we just package everything. We know how to sell it. We know how to talk about it. We know it's valuable. We know how people see the value of it. And it basically is going to be changing their lives so that they will recognize it and they will be learning up to pay your money for it. Yeah, brilliant. Awesome. So we'll put that information in the show notes for everyone to get in touch with you. And I understand that you have a free gift for the listeners. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yep. So um, for those who who have either have started a business and they're wanting to really figure out how to package something together or people who are thinking about starting a business but they're not quite sure what they should be selling, I've got a little guide that will explain what is an irresistible offer, basically what components you need to have in an offer so that it showcases the value so that people know that they want to pay money for it and basically how to present it in a way that people will see. So basically it's kind of like a guide of my intensive so that you can get some of the things clear for yourself and then in the intensive we really um, work on positioning and, and really figuring out the details, how to play it to you, how to apply it to your industry, uh, really narrow down your clients so that you've, you're very clear on who you want to work with. So they kind of go together, but the, the guide would be like a starting point just so that you can see where you are at and where you need to be. Oh, that's amazing. That's, I know that's going to help so many people. Thank you so much for offering that. It's amazing. And again, we'll put that in the show notes for people to grab. Thank you. And the last thing is our fun questions, Julia. So, and we ask this to everyone. So if authenticity were a color, what color would it be and why for you? If authenticity was a color, I kind of toss in between green and blue. Mm, Nice. I don't know why it just feels um kind of like one of those grounding kind of natural colors and mm-hmm. calming. Nice. I like that. If you could be an animal to express your true self, which animal would you choose and how does it represent you? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting one. I'm leaning towards a cat. <laughs> yeah. Just because they kind of want to do their own thing. You can't force them to do anything. <laughs> they want to take a nap, they'll take a nap. They want to go out, they'll go out. If they want to give you affection, they will. If not, <laughs> good they luck won't. with that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love that too. It's kind of like a representation of being authentic, really. It is true. Yes, yeah, very true. If you had a magic wand and everyone in the world had to follow one ruling you create what would it be be kind to people yes imagine it imagine the world falls of kindness (laughs) and the last thing is last words what last words do you have for the listeners any advice any downloads anything that's super important that you want to get across well to end it on the subject of authenticity really your own path is your own path. It doesn't matter who says what about it because everyone brings their own beliefs, their own limitations, their own experiences to any situation. And if you're listening really for their opinions and their advice, you're taking on all of their old beliefs, all their uh, even generational upbringing and uh, any programming that has been instilled in them. And do you want to follow that or do you want to create a new one for yourself? 
Very nice. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you spending the time with us and all the information and sharing your wonderful journey with us. It has been an absolute pleasure having you here, Julia. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. And everyone else, I hope you enjoyed it and taking a lot from it. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Authentically You podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and gained some valuable insights. If you'd like to stay connected with us, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and follow us on social media. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kirsty Impact Coach or Become Authentically You on the Facebook group. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback and ideas for future episodes. Feel free to drop us a message or leave a review. Your input means the world to us as we continue to grow and improve. Remember, living authentically is a journey and we're so glad and grateful to have you with us on this path of self-discovery and personal growth. Until next time, always remember to be true to yourself, embrace your uniqueness and live life unapologetically because you are truly remarkable just the way you are. This is Kirsty signing off on the Authentically You podcast. Take care and keep shining bright.